coming up in this episode of Finding Common Ground. Roe v. Wade Supreme Court decision. Yes. People are losing their minds. It's been over 50 years since Roe versus Wade. I think the ruling states that it pushes it down to the state. Well, I think when you politicize the judicial system, I think we have issues. And they replaced a black man with a black man. They knew what they were doing for it. You know, the big dog on the porch, you don't poke it. The Supreme Court threw the dog off the porch. If you were a Democrat, you couldn't be a Christian. But we found out both of us believe just about the same thing. Do you think people on either side of this issue, the abortion issue, can find common ground? There are two sides to every coin. How do we deal with racial issues when they affect relationships? Finding common ground on all those issues that we come against. There's black and there's white. And I think as Christians, we have to learn how to get together because we're not in heaven. I've met more interesting people just by God just bringing them in. Republicans and Democrats. But a lot of times when it comes to race and it comes to culture and it comes to perception, Even as Christians, we don't always understand. We look at it through our lenses. There's Bill. I grew up in a suburb of Cleveland called Parma. Uh, Any black people in Parma? There was not one. Not one black person, Bill? Not one. Come on, Bill, you got to have one, a token black person, a token. And there's Odell. I grew up in Charleston, South Carolina, public housing, single mom, divorced single mom with four kids. And I came up through segregation and all that kind of stuff. If a black person drove through the town, the police would stop and escort them out. Bill and Odell are finding common ground. A part of what we have to do is listen to each other, find the common ground, and question, not questioning you like you're on a witness stand, but questioning you for a better understanding. Father God, we just come to you just saying thank you, God. Thank you for your grace and your mercy, and just thank you for blessing us and keeping us. Just thank you for making the path straight, and just just. All we could just say is just thank you. You've been good to me. You've been good to my family. And we ask you to continue to help us and keep us. In Jesus' precious name, we pray and believe. Amen. 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 Dear Heavenly Father, we just uh, lift up today. And uh, there's a lot of uh, things going on. And I don't know how to describe things, but with the Supreme Court ruling and Ukraine and uh, the economy and gas and inflation and it's just there's just a lot going on and uh maybe it's always been this way chaotic and it's just that we have communications now and we know about it but lord uh give give our folks listening peace as they listen to our podcast uh wherever that is uh lord uh, give them a sense of uh stability and uh and that they know that you love them and you're in control amen amen bill Guess what, Bill? What happened? Roe v. Wade Supreme Court decision. Yes. Handed down and people are losing their mind. Not to make light of it, but I the last time I checked, Bill, no one stormed the Supreme Court building. Help me, Bill. Did, 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 did they storm it or maybe it's just me who haven't heard about it yet? Well, they probably put the predict that they figured out from sixth or January sixth that uh, they need to put uh, barriers up. So they probably did that. But but you certainly don't get this insurrection and the attacking the police. Absolutely. Protests going all over the country. Uh, women uh, on both sides got a viewpoint. Um, and uh, some of the politicians are coming out. 
making noise on it and getting some press. Um, you know, it's it, it's been what over fifty years since Roe versus Wade. Uh, you know, I had someone say, "What's your preference, Roe versus Wade?" And he says, "No, I prefer to float." <laughs> you know what, Bill? <laughs> we're gonna get in trouble now. We can't make light of this. You know, some people just um, this is not a big deal, and some people it's everything. Now I have to remember now, you and I are two men. The last time I checked, we didn't have we I didn't have the plumbing or you didn't have the plumbing to have a baby or not have a baby. Correct. Correct. Now, this reminds me when we were in um, Nashville, Tennessee, at that national conference and we had our banner in our booth and we were looking good and we were doing our thing and meeting and greeting everybody. And our booth said one Republican, no, one white Republican, one black Democrat but they both love the Lord and they're finding common ground. That's what our big banner said. And this one young lady and her husband came by and she stopped and said, no way. How can you be a Christian and be a Democrat? And I, you were there. So I said, I started talking to her. I'm like, what do you mean? She said, if you're a Democrat, you support abortion and you cannot be a Christian if you support abortion. Now this lady didn't know my personal views on abortion. She didn't know my personal views on anything, but it got to the point where if you were a Democrat, you had to support abortion. And if you were a Democrat, you couldn't be a Christian. And you know, it's interesting after about 15 minutes of talking to this young lady and her husband, then we were laughing and joking and we found common ground and we moved on. She didn't change her stance on what she believed. She didn't, I didn't change my stance on what I believe, but we found out both of us believe just about the same thing. So Bill, when we sit there, we know what people did or, or, or why they're on one side of the bullhorn yelling, whether they're pro or against, but we don't know why. We know the what, Bill, but we don't know the why. So let's kind of just dive straight into this, Bill, just like the swimming pool. And just, you re, do you remember before it was such a thing as a ruling that abortion was legal. And then we'll take it all the way through to what happened now that abortion is no longer legal. Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, you're right. We don't have the lens of a female. And, uh, you know, I, I understand somewhat how they feel, uh, but I can't, I can't, in my position, I just can't get all the way there, but I respect it. And uh, on both sides. And uh, some women feel their rights were taken away and some feel that uh, the rights of the fetus were taken, given back. And uh, so it depends on, on your and it's very polarizing, extremely polarizing. And it was kind of like, you know, the big dog on the porch. You don't poke it and just walk by and be quiet and it won't bark at you. It won't come after you. Well, Supreme Court, not only it threw the dog off the porch and, wow. uh, and that dog is loose and. You know, I remember uh, going back before uh, Roe versus Wade that you could get an abortion, uh, but it wasn't legal in every state. You had to go to certain states to do it. Uh, for example, I grew up in Ohio, and I remember one of the college guys uh, had, was in college, and he got his girlfriend pregnant, and they had to drive to New York City to get an abortion. Wow. And uh, they couldn't do it in Ohio. And uh, so they they drove, you know. I think from Ohio to New York is like nine, 10 hour drive and uh, did that and spent 
you know, the number of days there for her to recover and then drove back. I don't totally understand everything. You know, one thing that did strike out at me, you know, they now have the abortion pill Ah. and, and, you know, you can, you can get, you don't have to go into a clinic and have the abortion, uh, the physical abortion. You can use the pill. They started saying that, okay, are they, does that mean they've banned the pill, the uh, abortion pill? So now I can see people probably going, it probably won't be banned in Canada or Mexico or overseas. So people will go and get the pills and smuggle them in and sell them. There'll be a black market for that. It's all crazy stuff. Let's go back to dealing with the whole issue of abortion. One side says it's a woman's right, to your point. Another side says, no, it's not. It's murder. And a lot of times people use the Bible on both sides to defend their position. And it's all the murdered children. We're saving the children. Let me tell you what happened to me. I was sitting there, and after the um, the, the decision, I started getting all these emails. And since, you know, I support both sides on different issues when it comes to Republicans and Democrats, I started getting all these emails from the Democrats. Oh, my God, we're losing all our rights. Da, 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 da. Uh, and then it's a donate, a donate button a tag to it. You know, like if we want to stop the, the right wing from taking over everything, donate money. Then I get a call and then I get uh, emails from folks I know on the right wing. If we want to stop the left, we got them on the run. We got them on the run right now. Donate money. So, so many people are using this cause as a way to rally the troops, either for or against, and donate money is a part of it, because I guess that's part of fundraising and campaigning. But Bill, what you find out, though, is a lot of Democrats, not all but some, who believe in abortion, but a lot of them don't believe in abortion. And I'm sure it's a lot of Republicans, not all but some, believe in abortion and don't believe in abortion. I think a lot of times we don't really know what someone believes or why they believe that way or if it's situational or what. But the good thing about this whole thing, and it is a good thing about the whole thing, is that this is democracy at work. This is how it's supposed to work. Not that if you don't like the outcome of an election or of the Supreme Court justices, or any of the branches of government, whether it's the legislative branch, the executive branch, or the Supreme Court. I mean, all that judiciary branch is part of it. You don't storm whatever part you'd like and try to overthrow it. This is what I like about it. It was handed down. This is democracy coming back, Bill. Bill, I see us coming back because it was a time I thought that, well, I know that democracy is fragile, but you can't just what you don't like, you just try to destroy. Yeah. And how does the black community feel about abortion? I can't speak for the whole black community. A lot of people in the black community is totally against abortion. A lot of people in the black community is for abortion. So I think the black community is like every other community. When it comes to abortion, then it's like, hey, uh, it's an individual right or it's God's right. So people have their own opinions. Yeah, I think so. The, uh, you know, it's interesting, the Supreme Court ruled on that. And that's one that kind of blew everything up. But it just uh, did a a ruling on uh, concealed carry that you now can do concealed carry. And people are freaking out on that, that we're going back to the wild, wild west. And also they ruled on, remember, we did a little podcast. We talked about prayer and the prayed in the uh, football field. Yeah, They, they overruled that. They they said that he had a right to do that. 
Well, you know, it's, it's interesting, and I want to talk about those subjects, but I want to get back to what everybody's getting back to, this whole Roe versus Wade. So, Bill, you remember, you said back in college, and you remember a gentleman got his wife, I mean, his girlfriend pregnant, and they had to go to New York City, because I think this ruling doesn't say that abortion is illegal. I think the ruling set states that it pushes it down to the states, and based on the states, the states make rights on what abortion will be, what it won't be, but we just think it's a matter of time. Now, with that being said, it's going to be some states in this union that's going to allow abortion, and it's going to be some states in this union that's not going to allow abortion, correct? Correct. And, you know, some companies are paying for their employees if they want to go have an abortion, pay their travel expenses to states that or countries that allow an abortion. Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Pump your brake. Pump your brakes, player. Pump your brakes, player. Tell me that again. Well, there's companies that have already come out. I think Starbucks might be one of them that said if one of their employees wants to get an abortion, and they need to travel. They will pay their travel expenses to get an abortion. Bill. OK, I'm 62 years old. You're 75, right? 72. They don't oh, make you feel too old. I'm sorry, Bill. I'm sorry. My friend. I'm 62 <laughs> 72. Okay, so you're 10 years, a decade older than I am. So, Bill, help me understand, is it similar to how it was when it was interracial marriages, legal, or integration of school, the Supreme Court made this ruling? Was the culture the same? Was all the hair on fire based on what side you were? Was it the same? Is it the same feeling now, or is it different? It's interesting. I do remember when Roe versus Wade happened. I wasn't paying too much attention to it. I don't even know if I was married at the time, but I do remember it. It was at a time that women's rights were coming out and, you know, women uh, were trying to break the glass ceiling. Gloria Steinman was coming out and, you know, her women's movement. So it just seemed at the time it was an extension of women saying, this is a right for my body to make this decision. Whether it's a sin or not, they didn't care about as much. It was my right to make a decision if I was going to carry this to term, this this fetus or not. And so it was more of a woman's right situation. And I think what's morphed over the years is the Christian community became uh, more stout or more uh, uh, politically um active, they felt that this was killing a human being and that their viewpoint is that when contraception, it starts when the uh, sperm and the egg meet, that's a human being. Other people feel that, no, it's not a human being till it comes totally out of the body and or, or in the birth canal or something. So they different interpretations of what a human being is and when it, when can, you know, when it, when it can happen. And then you get into all of that stuff where you see the pictures of a fetus that is fully formed. You can hear a heartbeat. You know, it's just it becomes a very, very emotionally charged situation. And, you know, the and the banner was picked up uh, by the Christians. Well, you know, the Bible says, I knew you when you were in your mother's womb. You know, that's a very um, famous scriptures that we as Christians use. So it's a lot of interesting justification there. And when you think about it, 
does individuals have a individual right to do this or do that? The answer is yes and no. And a lot of it's predicated on the law. At one time, the law says you do have a right. 50 years later, the law says you don't have a right. So which one is right, which one is wrong, or is just situational? You know, it's, it's, there's a lot of things in life, which one is right and which one is wrong. And some people get very emotionally charged about certain things. And uh, abortion is one that really, really brought out the rawness of those issues in people. And, uh, you know, if it, it, my personal view is that uh, abortion is murder and uh, that but it's a woman's right to make that decision. You know, I don't agree with it. And then if, you know, she has to deal with the consequences. You know, I know people that have had abortions and they, in fact, I'll tell you a little story. My son, Will, uh, was his his birth money. You know, we adopted Will. His birth mother had already had an abortion. She was on her way to abort Will because she had her first abortion. It was so traumatic for her mentally and emotionally that she said, I can't do this. And she uh, she went to Catholic Charities and uh, set it up for adoption, set Will up for adoption. Wow. And so, yeah, so Will was, you know, he was supposed to be aborted and he's a good kid. So we all love Will. Yeah. In fact, we're going to have a big deal meal with him on Thursday night to celebrate his CDL. Right. And so when you think about that, that people are people. They make good decisions. They make bad decisions. Some young ladies who've had abortion, to your point, feel very bad about it. Others don't. We, and back to what we were saying earlier, we know the why. Excuse me. We know the what. We know what they did, but we don't know why they did it. Now, a lot of things that's coming through social media is like, OK, now it's time for the church. The church, you have to step up that when these women forego the abortions, which is illegal in some states now, then the church has to give the wherewithal and support to these women to raise these children. What's your thought about that, Bill? Well, you know, there's a long list of people that want to adopt that would probably take young people. Um, So is adoption an alternative to abortion? I don't know. In our case, it was. Uh, In our case, it was. And uh, so is that an option? The, uh, you know, do you know anybody that's had an abortion? I don't know anyone personally who had who had an abortion. Um, that's not something that usually people walk around um, talking about, you know. Why Why wouldn't they talk about it? I, that's a good question. I've never personally had an abortion, so I don't know. I've never counseled someone who had an abortion or has didn't come and say, Odell, Pastor Cleveland, uh, I'm having second thoughts. I had an abortion years ago. No, I've never done that. So I don't know. It's interesting. It's almost like it's a private issue between the individual, their God and their doctor. You know? Yeah, I get that. I mean, I but get let me it. ask the question. In the white culture, do people openly talk about uh, having abortions and all this good stuff? No, they don't. They don't. And uh, if it's if it is spoken, it's spoken uh, very softly in private, private conversations with maybe your best friend and no one else. Or maybe that confessional booth that 
you know, the the typical confessional booth, and we don't have them in our church, in our culture. Holy Father, I have sinned. Forgive me for my sins or one way or the other. And the good thing about it is, Bill, we get to watch this play out because where America is right now, um, I just think personally for the Democrats, and I'm a proud Democrat. If you cut my my, um, my wrist, I bleed Democrat red, you know? But also I'm an American, and also I'm a Christian, and I'm also also a good-looking, slim and trim black guy. Yeah, how much have you lost? Oh, man, I think it's close to 45 now, but I don't weigh every week like I used to. Now I try to weigh every other week or something like that because it feels good, Bill. It feels good. And again, don't want to don't want to take the show into the Odell weight loss. Thing. <laughs> but what I will say is this. Um, it feels good. It feels good to be down close to 45 pounds. And it it feels good from a physical spiritual, mental, and emotional perspective. And I didn't understand all this at first, but it does feel real good. Now, back to the abortion. Let me ask you a question. Do you think a woman, after she has an abortion, she feels really good? I don't know. I don't know. But this is what I will say about that. Based on why, because again, to your point, we know she had an abortion. We know we know what she did, but we don't know why she did it. You know, and I think in uh, many of our lives, because we're talking about abortion today. However, it could be Odell, you stole this or you did that, and you may know what I did. Yes, I stole this, or yes, I got uh, caught drunk driving, but you don't know the why. You know what I mean? None of us know the why, and the why is not an excuse. Or the abortion is not the scarlet letter. But at the end of the day, these issues are real. These issues are affecting our country. And these issues have to be dealt with. Because let's just say the state of North Carolina, which we live in and we love, has not made a ruling yet on will it be abortion or not. Now, I think that all indications are it will be against abortion. So now if North Carolina is against it, and Virginia says, come to Virginia, then it's going to be, in my opinion, and not the same, and I'm not making light of it, it's going to be just like how gambling was at one time, when you couldn't gamble in North Carolina, but the gas station on the other side of the the Virginia line, Danville, Virginia, was the highest producing gambling gas station there were because the North Carolina people just drove to Virginia to play the lottery. Or be a situation where you have federal land because we have some um, tribal land in the state of North Carolina, which is considered federal land, if I'm not mistaken, or is it private land, tribal land. They have different rules and regulations. So I think people will find a way, because people often do, find a way to do what they want to do if it's any way possible. I think you're right. I think you're right. You know, it's 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 going to be interesting to see how this plays out uh, and and where it ends up. Uh, Clearly, there's uh, it's on the news 24 seven. Every station has been carrying it. And uh, and it's 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 probably knocked Ukraine off the Ukrainian war off the front page. Um, I don't know. I guess it will go. This will go on until the next big thing happens. And uh, and then 
this will become back page news. Uh, uh, I don't know, Bill. I don't think so. I think this is digging your heels in one way or the other because it affects people in so many different ways. Like you stated earlier, and I agree with you, is that, you know, I'm glad Will was not aborted. I'm glad Will was not aborted, you know? But at the same time, when you look at it, it's so many women who's going to make a decision. And a lot of the decisions that, interesting, thought just came to me, a lot of the decisions that some women make are because of their pressure from their mate to say, I don't want a baby. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff. So it's like, is it a, is a woman making a decision that a man is influencing that decision? Well, in Will's, you say Will's, it's a woman in their body. In Wilkes, Will's case, it definitely was her, 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 uh, what had happened is uh, during a separation period, she became pregnant by another man and he was going to take her, my uh, Will's father, birth father was going to take uh, her back and reconcile. But he said, I couldn't have this child that's by another fa- another man. So abort him. And that's why she was going to get abortion. And she changed her mind and said, let's do adoption. Wow. And, and you know, but you're right. What role does the man play in this? In, in some cases, uh, the man has a big role, like we explained what will. In other cases, the women go, look, it, it's my body. I'll decide what's going to happen. And uh, I don't know if 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 I'm comfortable. If you're in a relationship with somebody and you get you get pregnant, you, you're probably surprised, obviously, because uh, you weren't planning it. You know, I, I one time I asked my dad, we had eight kids and, you know, you get old enough, you can ask your dad manly stuff. And so we're sitting at the kitchen table having a beer and. I was in my thirties and I said, dad, you know, I'm the oldest of eight. I said, just out of curiosity, how many of us eight were planned and how many were a mistake? <laughs> oh, a mistake, Bill? Yeah, a yeah. Mistake? yeah. And he goes, oh, that's easy. The first one is a mistake. And that was me. <laughs> so, you know, you know, it, it's, it's interesting, you know, cause my, all my aunts and uncles had eight, nine, 10 kids. So, you know, abortion wasn't something that we, we, we came up with, even though we were Roman Catholic. It wasn't the fact that we were Roman Catholic that we were against it. It was we just loved having a bunch of kids around, uh-huh. uh, obviously. And uh, in fact, I was just at the beach with one of my group, uh, the Burks, and I probably had 30 people down there and wow. uh, three generations. And I mean, some of the kids that were down there used to come down as infants. And now they're there as adults with their infant kids. And it's just, you see that whole generational thing. Um, so it just depends, you know, it's, it's, it's a real touchy subject. Um, and uh, what I'm, what I'm getting uh, hearing from the side that wants to, to um, allow abortions is they are really focused on uh, voting in people at the state level, the state legislature level to make that, that state a abortion state where you can get abortions. So that's, that's going to be their focus. Cause you're not going to, you can't change the Supreme court right now, unless you found a lawsuit and it goes all the way up and we'll see how that works. But uh, they're focusing on making it the state's rights. But Bill, isn't that the American way? Isn't that the way well, you deal with things because yeah. elections have consequences? You know, let me tell you, that's how that's how this, the founding fathers designed us for state rights 
and the federal government was to help out when the state, like in the case of a military, okay, or a treasury, you know, they were supposed to help out with those things. Um, and uh, states were supposed to run their own state, how the local people wanted to do it. You know, they say politics is all local. And I, I'm, I'm believing that more and more uh, because, you know, what, what people get excited about in Greensboro isn't the same thing that people get excited about in Charlotte or Raleigh. You're, you're absolutely right. And I believe in states' rights to a certain degree. So we are coming at our agreement from different perspectives. Uh, at times when my ancestors were enslaved, states said they had a right to enslave Odell's ancestors. And I'm glad that the federal government stepped in and said, nah, we're not going to do that anymore. So to your point, we can agree to disagree, but agree on it on from different perspectives. And the same thing with abortion is going to be one of those situations because it's interesting how the Supreme Court split. How do you how did you like that that part of it, Bill? Because straight wasn't down, it straight down, you know, liberal versus conservative. Except uh, the the Chief Justice voted with the minority because it's easier. And and this is Odell's biased, prejudiced opinion because you know Odell can have his biases. The audience know that because it's easier once you know the deal is done. You could always say, okay, let me go on over there because it doesn't matter. The deal is done. The deal is done. Yeah. You know, speaking of done deals, I'm still sitting here, Bill, calling foul. You know, when um, uh, something don't go your way and you sit there and say, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong. You know, you ever mm -hmm. had that happen to you as a child? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I'm still standing here, Bill, in the rain, kind of like Charlie Brown. You know, I used to look at Charlie Brown and somehow Charlie Brown got the short end of the stick a lot of times. I'm still saying we traded a Thurgood Marshall for a Clarence Thomas, and people said that was a fair trade. And I'm like, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> now, I'm not, I'm not a Black person who's going to talk junk about Clarence Thomas like a lot of people call him all these names. No, I respect Justice Clarence Thomas for the position he has risen to. Do I agree with a lot of his rulings? No, I don't. But do I agree that he has the right to believe the way he believed? Yes, I do 100%. And I'm still like Charlie Brown, though. If I had that trade to do again, I would not trade a Thurgood Marshall rookie baseball card for a Clarence Thomas rookie baseball card, Bill. Bill, I think that those who put Clarence Thomas in place and they replaced a black man with a black man, they knew what they were doing, boy. I'll just shake my head and smile, Bill, and say they knew which, what they were doing. Which president uh, nominated Clarence Thomas? Uh, I think it was uh, Bush, 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 right? Bush, Bush won? I think so, because remember now, they went through a, a fight with him because you had Anita, was her name Anita Hill, the mm -hmm. young lady who yep. challenged him and everything, and it was it was nasty. It yep. was nasty, and it's like, yeah, because yeah, Clarence is rough. Clarence is rough. Clarence says, hey, listen, I got your abortion, but I got some more stuff out here for you, you know, <laughs> and that's that's interesting because didn't he talk about um, uh, gay marriages? Didn't he talk about certain sexual relationships? Uh, you know, Clarence talked about a lot of things, but Clarence didn't talk about interracial marriages, Bill. Yeah. And, and didn't his wife uh, get involved somehow in January 6th texting chief of staff and all that stuff? Yeah. Yeah, that's what that's what the that's what the reports say. Yeah. But you know, back to the fact that I respect uh Chief Justice, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas for his position. 
I disagree with him on just about everything to a certain degree, but I agree that he has the right to believe the way he wants to believe because in a uh, secret in the black community, Bill, but I'm gonna tell you a secret about black folks in the black community. A lot of times uh, when we disagree with someone, we go back to whole old stereotypes and call people names like Uncle Tom's, call each other Uncle Tom and stuff like that, which is horrible and I hate it, but it happens. So I will defend Chief Justice, Supreme right. Court Justice, excuse yeah. me, uh, Clarence Thomas from anybody calling him a name because they disagree with the way he believes, because I know that he has right to believe what he wants to. And I believe that some black folks should be Democrats. Some black folks should be Republicans. Some black folks should be independents because that's the system. And when we are weighted 80 and 90 percent all Democrats, the system doesn't always work for us. It's almost like feast of famine. You know, and I have a lot of friends who are African-American friends who are Republicans and we get along fine. You know, we get along just fine. And I applaud what they're doing and they applaud what I'm doing. So together, we're going to be just fine, Bill. Well, you know, it's interesting. The Supreme Court, did they follow the rule of the law or did they follow the rule of their political leanings? Uh, I would say that they followed the rule of the law. However, I would say that. Again, I'm still sitting here with Mitch McConnell and President Barack Obama had an opportunity to appoint someone and Mitch McConnell hold, held that appointment up for eight months. Mm -hmm. President, and he's, his statement was clear. I don't think anything within a year, you should allow another, with the possibility of another president being elected, you should not allow the outgoing president to appoint a chief justice for the Supreme Court before he leaves. And that was eight months. And that was okay if that's the rules. However, when President Donald Trump was leaving, he allowed him to appoint someone in eight weeks, if I'm not mistaken. So that's the, if that's the stuff, Bill, that makes you want to say, come on, y'all. If it's going to be fair, be fair. And if the Supreme Court is politicized, then let's just let them run like we do senators. Let's let's go back and change the system and say, let's vote for our Supreme Court justices. Well, we, do, know? That. we do that in North Carolina. Yeah, I mean, let's go. Let's just let's vote for our Supreme Court justices and quit playing the game, quit lying to ourselves. Because to your, to answer your question, are they following the law or they're following their um, party line? Yeah. So that's my answer. What's your answer, sir? Well, I think when you politicize the judicial system, I think we have issues. So I like the fact that they get appointed. And now now let me just take the other side of that. If they're being appointed by a Republican, guess what they're going to do? Reported by a Democrat, guess what they're going to do? So I don't know if you can take politics out of it. You know, and it's interesting. They both were looking at the same case and applying the same laws, except the Republicans had one view and the Democratic leaning ones had another view. And which one's right? Because they're looking at the same law. It's it's kind of like um, being a uh, you, you play basketball, uh, being a player on the court or being a player in the stands. You're both screaming for the score and to win. But the only one that can affect the score no matter how hard they scream, are the people on the court. So the Supreme Court are the people on the court. It doesn't matter how loud people scream. And, 
you know, I, I think it's interesting. I'm going to I'm going to meet the Chief Justice Supreme Court, uh, Paul Newby, tomorrow at two thirty in Raleigh. I got to talk to him about our summit. But I'm going to ask him about this ruling and say, how does how does a, the you know, the Democrats can look at the law and go one way and the Republicans another? And how does that affect rulings in general? OK, now, you know, I think when it's not a clear cut, you know, when you get into criminal cases, the legislature dictates what happens. So there's it really isn't there's no there's no room for the judge. In some cases there is. But um, but in these cases that go to Supreme Court, there's really no precedent set. So they're they're kind of interpreting the law, interpreting the Constitution, whatever it is, and making their ruling based on legal background. You know, we had a Supreme Court justice uh, of the United States come and speak in Greensboro at the Bryan Foundation. He talked about uh, how they make decisions. And it was kind of interesting. They they do it through collaboration. Um, they, they obviously the clerks write up their opinion and, and do all that. But then they go and sit in each other's chambers and discuss it and take mm-hmm. each side. And and sometimes the Republican people can change the viewpoint of the Democrat. You have a different set of lenses and vice versa. So it's a, it's, it's not like um, they're in this isolation chamber and they make their decision and then they do their vote and they pull the lever, lever and everybody goes, Oh, it's six to four or whatever it is. They actually spend a lot of time discussing it before they make their opinion. Now, sometimes they don't change their mind. So you stick where they're at. Um, I suspect there's a lot of heated debates uh, amongst the uh, justice. And I'm going to ask uh, Chief Justice uh, Paul Newby how they do it in North Carolina, if they do it the same way. That's that's a good point. Uh, one other observation I'd like to bring up, you know, you know, I'm not a fan of former President Donald Trump at all. I thought his policies on business were great. I thought that he had some great business minds around him at first, you know, However, his social stance, and it got to the point where I think he got in his own way. However, one thing he did do, he put those Supreme Court justices in there for one purpose only. When it came to voting for the Roe versus Wade vote, he promised the uh, evangelical right-wing Christians that that's what he would do, and he did it. He did it. And that's the bargain that they made. Now, the key is, Bill, since that's over with, will they come back and support President Donald Trump again? I don't know. That's a great question. That's a great question. You know, he certainly has a loyal base. Uh, It's a small base, you know, 20 percent, 25 percent. So it's those people that the swing people that go, you know, based on what they hear. I don't know. That's a great question. These January 6th hearings, I've watched them a little bit. You know, it's it's pretty enlightening of how he tried to manipulate the uh, judicial system to get his way. And when that didn't work, he kept doing other things. Dory and I are watching uh, the history of Watergate on uh, PBS and Nixon and all that. And it's interesting how there's a similarity between what Nixon did and what Trump did uh, to try and invalidate the election. I don't think. Trump has carried as far as illegal things, paying people off and all that stuff that Nixon did. Uh, but, you know, I, there may be more revelations coming out of this as, as time goes on. 
we've kind of drifted away from abortion into Trump. <laughs> well, well, I think we did, but we drifted on the fact that President Trump appointed three Supreme Court justices and a part of the vetting process is what, what would their stance on abortion would be? Because I believe, and I don't have any proof whatsoever, but I believe that the list of people who had got on the uh, to even be nominated were vetted by others. And one of the processes was how would one go on Roe versus Wade? I believe that. Now, I might be 100% wrong, and but I believe that. So that's how we went from abortion to President Trump to President Trump delivering for those when it came down to appointing certain type of justices. And he did that. And those justices, once in place on the Supreme Court, when the opportunity presented itself, they reverse Roe versus Wade. Well, let me ask you a question. Do you think the people on either side of this issue, the abortion issue, can find common ground? Great question. And I say yes. And the common ground here, Bill, as we wrap up is this. This is America, the greatest country on the face of the earth the country that I love and I'm proud of. And this is democracy. Democracy is so fragile. And no one stormed the cap, I mean, the uh, Supreme Court building. That's good. That's the common ground. The common ground is they may not like it. They may scream, to your point, back in the days, they may burn their bras. They may do whatever they do. But you don't destroy the, com- you don't destroy the country over your... Uh, disagreements, Bill. We don't destroy our country over our disagreements because we're better together than we are apart. Well, it's interesting. And like Abraham Lincoln stated, no house divided can stand. A house divided can't stand. I think he was uh, quoting scripture. Yeah. House divided cannot stand. Yeah, he was. And, you know, it's interesting. Uh, I think democracy works. Uh, and, and we're seeing that with Roe versus Wade because. What I'm hearing is that the people that want it, uh, want abortions, are going to work through the legal, uh, through the uh, political system, and get their people uh, elected, so they have a vote and uh, vote their way, um, and that's how democracy is supposed to work. As opposed to, uh, I ne- I haven't heard anybody say, "Hang a Supreme Court justice." Ah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Hey, elections have consequences, my friend. Elections has consequences. And to your point, maybe just maybe rights that we have or don't have, especially when it was something that you didn't fight for. You just, quote unquote, inherited. It's kind of like uh, family money, family wealth, inheritance. You don't always appreciate it until you don't have it. In South Carolina, we say you never miss your water until your well go dry. Yep. That's right. Listen, we're ending this. I want to end it on one note. You got your new book coming out. Yes, I do. I do have the new book coming out, Bill. Uh, Come Walk With Me. It's a story like me writing to my grandson about growing up Black and how some of the challenges that I had, his grandfather had, and his father had, and that he's probably going to have. But also I put in there, I said, legend, that's my grandson. I said, let's allow white people to eavesdrop so that as we go through this book, these 10 chapters, that we can share uh, insight to those who would like to have an insight on some of the challenges 
that it is growing up black, a black male in the South. Not that anyone's a victim, but I feel good about that book, Bill, because I've worked on it for years. It was very emotional, a lot of tears, a lot of joy, a lot of memories, because I was able to trace my ancestors back to slavery. And it's just a lot, man. It's just, you know, family and legacy and lineage. It's just a lot, Bill. It's heavy stuff, man. It's heavy stuff. Yeah, it really is. Well, I love you, man. And I look forward to reading the book. And uh, have a safe trip to Charleston. Take care of your uh, mama. And uh, thanks for being on, uh, bringing up this sensitive subject and giving me your viewpoint. Hey, no problem at all, Bill. No problem at all because, hey, it's tough. You know, um, Roe versus Wade, baby, Supreme Court decision. I mean, you know, that's kind of where it is. You know, yeah. some of us agree, some of us disagree, but it's civil. It's civil. It's civil. And from that perspective, Democracy is the common ground. Our country is the common ground. Amen. 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 Find Bill and Odell online at thecommonground.show. This podcast is a production of BG Ad Group. Darren Sutherland, executive producer. Jeremy Powell, creative director. Jacob Sutherland, director. All rights reserved. Whether you're a big, medium, or small business, managing and growing the bottom line is important. Focus CFO brings the experience and financial acumen of a Fortune 100 Chief Financial Officer to your company at a fraction of the cost. PNL help, internal reporting processes, or any business transitions or events. Focus CFO will help you and your team have a CFO in your company's back pocket. Focus CFO. Learn more at focuscfo.com. This podcast is brought to you by Yes Weekly, the triad's largest circulated and best read weekly magazine. You can also find us online at yesweekly.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yes Weekly, your trusted news leader for local arts, entertainment, music, food, and more for nearly 18 years.